Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host Jim and Chuck. And Chuck, we're here. Uh, it's a new week. We're back to back. It's Wednesday, new comic book day. We've got a trailer. We've got some news to discuss. And uh, we've got a movie that we're going to talk about. And honestly, this, yeah. you know, I'm going to preface this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to preface this with the, it might be the shortest episode we've ever done, to be honest with you. <laughs> shortest shortest <laughs> review for sure, because um, we're talking Space Jam, A New Legacy today. We'll get to that. Uh, be warned, we will hit you with spoilers uh, for the HBO Max classic, Space Jam, A New Legacy. But first, let's talk about what's maybe a classic. I don't know. Depends on where you're at as a fan. Ghostbusters Afterlife came out with a new trailer. Kind of forget about this movie. Uh, you know, we get like little tidbits here and there of like the Stay Puff Man and, and stuff like that. But we got a good trailer for what seems to be from the trailer alone a pretty good movie. But I will say, I think I've seen a lot of the movie already. What do you think of this trailer? Yeah, I. I liked it. First off, I like that it's not a reboot. Absolutely. I like the continuation of movies and like how they do it, you know, certain TV shows and stuff like that. Like they're keeping the integrity of the original as close intact as they can. You know, they clearly had a vision of where they wanted to go. And the the best thing about it is, is that Jason Reitman is directing yeah. it. Now, Ivan Reitman is still, you know... Um, I don't think he's the right. He might be retired, he's, but yeah, he's, he's consulting on this. Yeah, so you know who best to have the you know creator of Ghostbusters to consult to his son, so you know they have a good working relationship. So um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I thought it was cool. It you know it did show a lot. Yeah, from the first trailer and the second trailer. Um, the one thing I wish they didn't show was the mini Stay Puffs. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a great moment. This is kind of like a trailer, you know, you said it perfectly with it going from Ivan to Jason. And since we're, you know, in the throes of the Olympics right now, the passing of the torch, right? That's what this trailer, that's what this movie is. There's two torches being passed. There's the torch from the Reitmans, obviously. And then there's the torch yes. between the Spanglers because you got Egon mm -hmm. and you got... Let's just call him Mike from Stranger Things at this point because we don't really know. Well, they said his name, Trevor, right? Yeah, I couldn't forget his name was Trevor. Um, we get Trevor Spangler, which is a fantastic name. It's a passing of the torch from him to his grandchildren. The thing I, I want to hit you with, I want to ask you a question about this because I feel like based off this trailer, and they may have showed all the good parts, so I'm taking it with a grain of salt because it is a trailer, this is how you do a sequel slash continuation slash legacy film. Uh, they, the reboot, what or as they call the soft sequel, wasn't great. It wasn't good at all, to be honest with you. With this, I think they're they're getting it right. It's a little serious, a little more serious than usual, and I think they're saving yeah. like the you know the gags and the jokes for when you see Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd or Ernie Hudson when you see the original GBs. This is going to be more of like, you know the kids drama teen drama until the the older adults get in there but the thing i want to hit you with do you think that this is just all of the ghosts that they've ever captured just escaping from hell so that containment unit that was in the first yes house, um so you think it's in that house yes that would i mean where would they where did they put it you know what yeah. i mean 
Like, that makes sense. They buried it in a town well, that it couldn't be sh- shooken up. You know what I mean? Paul Rudd even says that, you know, a town with no fault lines is suddenly shaking. It seems like a perfect place to put it in the middle of nowhere in this dirty old dingy house. It's perfect. And it looked like we got, yeah. like, chubby, depressed COVID slimer. slimer. Um, Dozier? <laughs> yeah, first, Dozer was I, there, right? I was like, uh, I think it's a new demon. Dog. Okay. I don't think it's Dozer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks great. I like they still use some of the, like, practical effects. Yeah. You know, it's not all CG. Like, the, uh, the ghosts in a diner look very reminiscent to the cabbie in the first one. Yeah. So, you know, that looks very practical. It looks good. The CGI looks good. It, it's a classic. I It's one of my top movies, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. So I'm not against it. I just hope they do it justice. Well, let's see. We'll have to see, and we'll report back on this. It comes out November 11th, the day before my beautiful wife's birthday, and uh, I'm very excited to see it. So we'll go from there. This will be the last of the Ghostbusters talk until November. I don't want to see any more trailers. I'm at that point in my life where – one possibly two trailers is enough for me because i don't want to spoil it also fun fact uh we've talked about this suicide squad sitting at 97 percent. are you surprised uh not really i mean it is james gunn it looked great from the get-go i guess maybe i am a little surprised that it's that high i would probably would have guessed like 80s 90s Okay, I'm surprised in many ways. Number one, because it's DC, and DC usually doesn't get uh, – it started at 100%. You know what I mean? And also, to counter you, I think it is because James Gunn. I think a lot of his uh, movies that he directs that aren't Marvel stuff don't do well Rotten Tomato scores-wise. Um, no, he was man. more of that cult guy like Slither and, and you know stuff like that. So I'm very happy with this. I'm looking forward to it. That cast didn't strike me as like – damn near perfect movie you know what i mean like pete davidson and fula borg and nathan fillion so i'm extremely optimistic about this i'm also curious to see if this is like dc warner brothers kind of pat in the pockets of the critics a little bit uh because we are definitely going to be talking about warner brothers patting a lot of stuff in this episode but let's (laughs) talk another warner brothers stuff we got both newsrooms uh topics are warner brothers uh matt ryan our boy John Constantine, from Constantine, from Arrow, from Crisis, from Legends of Tomorrow, is leaving Legends. However, he's returning for Season 7 as a series regular, just not as Constantine. He's going to play a new character. Is this the dumbest news that you've ever heard in your life regarding a superhero casting show? Well, no. It's They've done it before. They did it with Amaya slash Charlie. Yep. When Maisie Seller or Richard Sellers did, she was Amaya, who was Vixen. Vixen. Yep. And then they wrote Vixen off and gave her, and then she became a shape-shifting named Charlie. So I'm not surprised. They're, it's stupid. It's yeah. completely stupid. I'm not surprised that they're doing it. I wonder how they do it because even though what Vixen and Charlie did, it was dumb. At least she was a shapeshifter. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, he's going to play, what's his name? Gwen Davis or yeah. Davies. I hate it. And he's going to be a eccentric scientist from the 20th century. Yeah, so what this kind of seems like is Warner Brothers, Berlanti, and that crew is just saying, like, let's mo- distance ourselves from superheroes and just give you characters that you like. 
and I don't like it. You know, that could have, you know, we've talked about this before. That could have been Loki, essentially, just with a, an ensemble team. And it's really just a joke. I don't know how it continues to get more seasons. I love a lot of the actors that are on it. We've wanted to meet them. We've met some of them. But, man, it has really gone to the toilets. And we were, yeah. you know, we started our podcast based around our love for the CW shows and geek, you know, our geek fandom. And this is just, it's really taking a hit and showing that they're not catching up to what everybody else and every streaming site and every other network is doing. And I can't wait for Why the Last Man to come out and show them that, like, it's not just streaming sites. It's actual cable television that's putting together a fantastic comic book series. So disappointed. Happy for Matt Ryan for him to continue his career. So that's great. Just wish it was with Constantine. Yeah. They're going back to what they did before. Remember, like, the reason they're taking Constantine away is because J.J. Abrams' Constantine show on HBO Max. So... You know, it's kind of like what they did before when they were like, get rid of Deadshot. And they were like, oh, you can't have this character and you can't have that character because they're going to be in the movies and we have plans for them. And then it seems like they stopped that. And now they're back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very stupid. And it's very Warner Brothers. And, you know, the fact that they're just continuously saying, well, we can't use this character, but we can use this character... Uh, is is very confusing on who can use what and it's even more confusing when you look at what we're going to talk about next and that's Batgirl she was finally cast it Leslie Grace from In the Heights will star the new rumor is that J.K. Simmons is going to join her as Commissioner Gordon which makes her Batman in my mind Ben Affleck right oh it would have to because J.K. Simmons is quote unquote the Snyderverse Batman you know everything that he Michael Keaton's coming back. Could this be an older Batman, older Commissioner Gordon, younger daughter? Like, it, you want to talk confusing. This is Pepe Silva level confusing as far as where in the scheme of things does this work? You know, it seems like they were trying to distance themselves from the Snyderverse, right? Yeah. And they bring JK back because he's fantastic. When in actuality, they probably should have done this set maybe a few years in the future, maybe five years in the future from the Robert Pattinson stuff. And it ties into the Gotham PD show. Well, I thought, you know, with her being cast, it, it was a shoe in that it was Jeffrey Wright. Like I was surprised about that. Cause like, again, like you said, I thought they were getting away from the Snyderverse. And, you know, now that we see Ben Affleck's back in flash with Michael Keaton, I don't know, like, I love J.K., and I think he's a great actor, and I'm glad that he's, I think, you know, he didn't have enough time to shine as Commissioner Gordon. He was in it very briefly, but I just, I'm kind of shocked that they're making him their Commissioner Gordon for the movie, but I don't know anything about Leslie Grace, so I can't judge on that. It's the J.K. thing that's kind of, uh, has me perplexed. Well, the cool thing about it is that she's frankly a newcomer. She's done a bunch of music videos because she's a singer, and she's also done In the Heights, which was better than I expected it to be. Um, my first question when I saw her get cast, I was like, is this a musical? You know, <laughs> is Berlanti attached to this in any way? Will there be a musical episode? I like that they put Jeffrey uh, J.K. Simmons with her because you're getting a veteran and a newcomer that can play off of each other. Um, the real thing that kind of you know bothers me is it's dc and they can't seem to put their shoes on the right feet 
I'm very curious to see, you know, who they include. Will this kind of introduce, like, because, you know, Batgirl and Nightwing kind of go hand-to-hand at times, right? So will we get a new Nightwing? Will Brenton Twatis come over and play Nightwing on this show? Will we get Kieran Waters to come over and play Red Hood? Are we going to get Spoiler? You know, who's the villains? Like, are we going to get Hush? Is it going to be Firefly? A lot of different characters are out there and you already have a Barbara Gordon in Titans and you have so many different connective universes. It's crazy. You have a Barbara Gordon who's already, you know, an amputee in a wheelchair. Now you're giving a prelude Barbara Gordon, maybe set in a different universe. It's very, it's very crazy. And I wish they would just come out with like a, a nice little video that says, this is, this is what earth this is connected to. This doesn't connect to anything. And this is what it is because I'm going crazy trying to solve this. But congratulations, Leslie Grace on your superhero moment. I will tune in 100%. I'm excited that we're finally getting some Batgirl stuff. We've been talking about it for years on this podcast. So let's get it, man. I'm excited for it. And J.K. Simmons is fantastic. And maybe we see Ben Affleck. I thought it was a movie, not a series. Um, You're right. It is a movie. But who knows? HBO Max changes everything. It might turn it into a series. Yeah. You know, an HBO, it could be, you know, it's an HBO Max original, but it still can tie into a series. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I want, want to see the direction that they go. Yeah, HBO Max is coming out pretty hot. They're saying they're doing like 12 or 6, six to 12 like DC movies a year. So I'm very curious to see how they're going to put all that together and how convoluted it's going to get. But let's go to why you tune into the show. And that's my pick of the weeks. I know it. It's Wednesday. You're trying to go to your local comic book store. If you're in New Jersey, it's Crossroads Comics in Pittman, New Jersey. But we are going to talk about my favorite comics for this week and the ones I suggest. And there's three of them. Yes. uh, One of them is from our good buddy, Steve Orlando. There's actually four of them. Uh, One of them is from our good buddy, Steve Orlando, and it's the second to last Commanders in Crisis. It's number 11 of 12. It's written by Steve Orlando Orlando and L.A. Thornhill with art from David Tinto. And the fate of all existence comes down to a fist fight. The credits do say Steve Orlando after all. This is a blockbuster. Every hero left on the last Earth, left in the last reality, left turns out against the extinction society it's a final race to stave off the very destruction we've brought on ourselves can we be good enough long enough we better hope so because the fate of our earth might be might the fate of our earth might have once rested in the hands of the crisis command but they just put it in ours i know you're not up to speed on commanders in crisis but this is such an underrated gem and if they do an animated series like they did with Invincible, this would be absolute golden. Uh, once, you know, maybe, just maybe, when the 12th one comes out, and then after that, you guys can all buy the hardback, um, because it's going to be amazing. The The graphic novel is going to be beautiful. Just just pick it up and read it. Um, here we're going to go with another one that you're probably not going to pick up, but I am. It's from Image, and it's from uh, an artist that I've kind of fallen in love with his art because it's so kind of cute and cheesy. That's Scotty Young. I find myself buying his variants of like Carnage comics where it's like little cartoony and I love it. But it's called The Me You Love in the Dark by Scotty Young with art from Jorge Corona. Writer Scotty Young, 
I Hate Fairyland, Deadpool, and Strange Academy, and artist Jorge Corona, number one with a bullet, Super Sons, and Feathers, follow up with our critically acclaimed series Middle West with a brand new haunting tale. An artist named Roe retreats from the grind of the city to an old house in a small town to find solace and inspiration without realizing the muse within is not what she expected. Fans of Stephen King and Neil Gaiman will enjoy this beautiful, dark, and disturbing story of discovery, love, and terror. It sounds great. I read a little bit of the preview. It looks great. I've been deeply into horror comics lately. I've been reading uh, The Conjuring over at DC Black Label, and I've been reading The the Nice House on the Lake by uh, James Stein IV, and they're both great. The Nice House on the Lake is phenomenal. So, so good. And that's at DC as well. Let's go to something that you might pick up. We're going to go into the superhero aspect of comics. And this one's from Marvel, Spirits of Vengeance, Spirit Rider. And it's by B. Earl, with art from Paul Davidson and Jeffrey Varege. Uh, she's like no ghost rider you've ever seen. She is Kashola, the source, a sorcerer supreme, a spirit of vengeance, and the savior of Johnny Blaze's soul. Blaze has been through a lot lately, from ascending the throne of hell to nearly murdering his former allies in the Avengers. But his nightmare is far from over. Something or someone is haunting him, and the only and only a ghost rider with the powers of the Sorcerer Supreme can find out why. The dynamic writing duo of Taboo, of Black Eyed Peas, and B. Earl expand the rider mythos with an action-packed special that will kick off a brand new era of vengeance. Kashala's about to be the hottest thing in hell. Now, I know you're Fergalicious. Are you going to pick up this book? I probably not, but I didn't know Taboo was writing movies or uh, comics. He has been, yeah. He's been writing some good stuff, man. I've been, I've been reading some. He's done, uh, he's doing a, a lot of like the, uh, Werewolf by Night stuff. He's doing, uh, obviously Kashala, and he's been doing some of the um, Indigenous people storylines in Marvel Voices. So I right. would, uh, I know he's, he's, I know he's a nerd. Like he played oh, who did he play Vega, in the awful uh, Legend of Chun Li movie. Yeah. But, you know, he writes some good stuff. So if you're looking to learn about a new character that you may not know, check it out. I actually lied. There's actually five and because this one's a little smaller. And this is a comic that spun out of a show that we like, Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour, number one. Picking up directly from the cliffhanger ending of Harley Quinn, the animated series, Harley and Ivy are on the run after narrowly escaping Ivy's ill-fated wedding to Kite Man. But who is chasing them and where will this... Thelma and Louise journey end. It all starts here. I wonder if this is connected as much as they say to the show. You know, are we going to miss out on something if we don't read this? So I don't want FOMO. So this is on my list. It looks pretty cool. And then finally, Suicide Squad, Get Joker. Critically acclaimed and best-selling author, Brian Azzarello, who did Batman Damned. That's the comic where you saw Batman's junk. And Eisner Award-winning art legend, Alex Maleev, Batman, No Man's Land, collaborate for the first time in this three-issue Suicide Squad series, pitting Red Hood, Harley Quinn, Firefly, and more of the DC's most villainous criminals against the Joker. When Task Force X's Amanda Waller sets her sights on Batman's greatest foe, she enlists the Dark Knight's former partner, Jason Todd, to track down the clown prince of crime and put an end to his mad reign of terror. I love these books. I love the black label, dark stuff. That alone, like Suicide Squad, Get Joker. I didn't care who's in the Suicide Squad. I'm gonna get this, and right in time for you know the new the new movie coming out. I'm de- I'm definitely getting this. Are you getting it? Oh, definitely. I like the Suicide Squad stories, and especially you know that they're after the Joker is even better. 
Yeah, and it's a $7 price point because it's like the oversized ones, but I definitely yeah. get it. And Brian Azzarello writes a hell of a story. If you haven't read Batman Damn, find a way to read it because it is good. Now let's enter spoiler territory for about five minutes, okay? Because <laughs> we're going to talk about Space Jam, A New Legacy. And there's a lot of things I'm super conflicted on. Um, the one thing I'm not conflicted on is that I didn't like this movie. Um, what I'm conflicted on is how an audience score of 80% happens for this movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, when the tomato meter is 28%. And maybe because this is a kid's movie and because this is the first introduction maybe to Space Jam and Looney Tunes for this year, this generation. But as an OG Space Jam fan, as a Looney Tunes fan, as somebody who's played basketball most of his life, this movie, in my mind, was trash beyond trash. This was a huge, huge, and I say huge, cosplay ad for WB. Yeah. We'll talk more about it, but here are a little bit of my thoughts. I want to hear where you're at with it because we've talked about this and how much we've hated it. But I liked that it reminded me that the Looney Tunes are still great, but they're super underused. Every scene that they were in was amazing. Mm -hmm. Don Cheadle looks like he takes any role that's offered to him. Uh, because he he needs you know he got that Emmy nomination for or Golden Globe for Falcon and Winter Soldier I think he was in like 118 seconds right yeah he deserves it for this movie because he carried this shit like he put this on his back in what was a terrible movie he acted his ass off um, LeBron who everybody thought was a great actor after Trainwreck right they're like oh he's gonna be good you know he's just a natural fit for this movie which. Talent-wise, he is because there's always that comparison to Jordan. But I think he's best meant for cameos like he was in Trainwreck and Entourage. You know what I mean? Because he is not a leading man yet. Maybe he'll take some acting classes, but he's not a leading man yet. Um, there was a gag in this, the MG, MBJ gag yeah. uh, with Michael B. Jordan. Um, it was funny, but in my mind, it was predictable. When they said we got Michael, I was like, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan. Um, let's see. What else? The Goon Squad. Uh, cool name. Love the name. Love the jerseys. I like both jerseys, to be honest with you. I like their design. I like the players that they used, but I feel like they were wasted, especially Kronos, who was a very cool character. Um, and then, honestly, the thing I loved about the first Space Jam was the soundtrack. You know what I mean? With Quad City DJs and, you know, R. Kelly, you know, yeah. even though I don't really listen, I can't listen to him anymore because he's nasty. But this, I don't even remember songs being in this movie right i'm watching it and i was like is there a soundtrack they didn't they didn't even play welcome to the space jam by quad city djs and you know that song's probably cheap they didn't even play it (laughs) they 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 squandered a lot of stuff in this and you know we'll talk we're going to talk athletes in film but i want to know what you thought of this movie um it's probably similar to what i said so i had like saying i had low expectations for this movie is a huge understatement i had no expectations at all. Um, if you remember when we did our HBO Max, and we talked about this off air, um, when we did our HBO Max uh, episode, you said, what movie is going to have the highest to Rotten Tomatoes from HBO Max and the lowest? And we predicted this to be the lowest. And as yep. of right now, it is. Um, yeah. Tom, and, Tom and Jerry was 31, this is 28. So... Um, I had no expectations going into this, and coming out of it, I was right. Like, I didn't like it. I thought 
you know, we've talked about it before. It was just a huge WB push. Like, here's all our properties yeah. and just shove it at you. And one of the things that I hated the most was during the game, when you said bad cosplay, like, they had characters around from their properties, like Batman 66. Yeah. And, like, it looked like they just went down to, like, the smallest con looks like they went to Hamilton Comic Con and picked cosplayers and was like here come be in our movie because the worst one was the one that was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. <laughs> Freeze I Mr. was like Freeze. Mr. Freeze he might be a doctor I was like what the hell is that shit and then like the monkey with from Wizard of Oz the flying monkey Look like one of those cheap plastic costumes that you had in the 80s with the plastic mask. Like, yeah. it it just, it was bad. And you said the Goon Squad. I hated them. I hated the look. I thought the animation was awful on them. I think the names could have been better for sure. Uh, Wet Fire is probably the worst name I've ever heard of any character. Uh, you know, Armful Offboy is a better name than Wet Fire. And I understand the basketball reference, right? Don't. Don't say, uh, you know, I don't know what to talk about, but that was trash. But, like, I just thought they, like, one, I thought they were underutilized. Like, they didn't really use them that much. Well, there wasn't any fucking basketball in this. No. There was literally five minutes of basketball. But, like, to go back to the Goon Squad, like, I thought they looked really bad. It seems like they put all the animation on the Looney Tunes, which they should. And they were just like, yeah, we have you know, this much money left to create these, you know, these goon squads. So we're going to, you know, we're going to phone it in. To me, it looked awful. Um, yeah, this was terrible. It just, there was not a lot of redeeming qualities for this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the what did you think of the goon, not the goon squad, the, um, the toon squad? What did you think of their animation once they became, you know, uh, 3D'd? I'm going to jump a little ahead. That was my favorite part. Okay. Because to me, it was clean. It was updated, but without changing them too much. Like, it looked, I thought it looked great. Like, it, like, when I saw the trailer, and I was like, okay, that's really cool. Everything else looks like crap, but that looks really cool. And then, you know, it, it did. It looked clean. And it looked crisp. And I was like, okay, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. But, you know, even when they did the hand-drawn animation, like, that was a good part, too. When, like, I guess LeBron, he's better a voice actor than he is actually acting. I, I didn't uh, like that part at all. Well, I hated him, but I oh, thought geez. it was better than him actually acting. Okay. Um, but, you know, the Looney Tunes part was great. Yeah, like when, you know, they were Batman and Superman. I thought that was really cool. Like the WB animation when they included Superman and, you know, Donald or Donald, Jesus. Uh, Daffy was, you know, Bat Duck or Super Duck or whatever he was going for. And Porky the Pig was like the Joker. I thought yeah. or he was Jimmy Olsen. I thought that was fun. You know, I, the animation stuff was fun. Um, I didn't like that they animated LeBron, but I understand why they did it to kind of connect the two. I wish there was honestly more time with the, the Looney Tunes in a whole playing basketball. Because yeah. I know they got a good amount of time in this, but I'd rather see them play basketball more because it's a basketball movie. 
Now, let me ask you this. Did you like when they had to go find them in different oh, yeah. WB worlds? Now, <laughs> when Elmer Fudd was Mini-Me. That no, that was fantastic. That made me laugh more than anything in the whole movie. And then Sylvester was the shaved cat. Yep. Like, to me, that was clever. I was like, okay. like Yeah. The Lola stuff was cool, too. I like that. How about Granny and Speedy was in the Matrix? Yeah. That, it, it was fun. It was very fun. It was also kind of hyping up the movies that have been coming out on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Matrix is coming out. Matrix 4. Get ready. Like, that stuff was cool. I just... I don't know if I'm just too old. I was too old for this movie. You know what I mean? Because I didn't just sit back and fall in nostalgia. Because I thought that the, to be honest with you, I thought the the original movie had so much more heart and so much more, you know, just emotion to it than this one. Like, the family stuff kind of seemed forced. Like, oh, yeah. LeBron's family uh, didn't seem like they really cared. Um, his son obviously like gave up on him seconds after. He like got brought into the internet and you know got, you know essentially groomed by Don Cheadle's character. I, I I'm at a, uh, I'm at a crossroads with this one because I love basketball and I don't want to say basketball movies are bad, but I did not like this basketball movie. No, it, it wasn't a basketball movie. No, it was a family movie. No, that it, had a basketball theme. Space Jam was a basketball movie. This was not a basketball movie. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my favorite part since you gave me yours. Uh, my favorite part is the Monsters cameo from the original. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, I kind of wrote a secret scene for this movie if they were to ever get a sequel, which, you know, in my mind, it shouldn't get a sequel. But I know the director has kind of talked about get doing a sequel that would hopefully land the rock. Yeah. I hope to God it's not a basketball movie. But because I can't see the rock playing basketball. But I wrote a sequel where... You know, Don Cheadle is, like, just super defeated, right? Um, he's sitting on the bench. He's, you know, wondering if he's going to pull the plug, right, literally. And out of nowhere, the coach from the Monstars come, walks up to him, and he's like, listen, let's talk. I've got, an, I've got a plan B. And that ends it with the, you know, the illusion that we're going to get, like, the goon squad mashed up with the Monstars. I thought that that would be a little more clever than what we got. Yeah. Also, um, I think I'm pretty sure Jordan had like 44 points in the first game. LeBron had two, maybe four. So this puts the even just this performance, this puts the LeBron and Jordan comparison to bed. Yeah. Jordan's better. He's a better actor and he's a better basketball player in my mind. Can't tell me anything different. Love LeBron's game think he's super talented i think he's a good man outside of basketball good family man cares about his people cares about just people in general but as an actor in space jam not so good do you think this gets a sequel and oh hold on and and that's coming from a celtics fan who hates the lakers with a passion and lebron currently plays on the lakers and i said some nice things about him i don't so back to the sequel i don't say very nice things about him but i know i know (laughs) um I don't want one, but I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it made a ton of money. Yeah, it did. It, re- it really did, you know, it, which is crazy. You know, I'm so disappointed that this made money in general when it was essentially just given to us. It was like, hey, we're not confident on this movie, but this is where we're at. 
and it made oh, do you know offhand how much it made no because i really didn't care like normally made, i look up like oh like black would have made this much i know it made a lot made 187 million worldwide which is great for the climate that we're in yeah 30 million over budget um hot button issue this is going to tap into your childhood pervertness what do you think of lola's design I didn't think she was bad. Mm, she wasn't sexy. <laughs> she wasn't. But I, I also, listen, I like the jerseys. I thought the jerseys were great. Yeah, they were. Um, the LeBron shoes, I want, but they're already selling for triple. I would rock a Toon Squad, Goon Squad, and a classic Toon Squad uh, jersey, for sure. I, I'd a- absolutely do it. I, I might have had one when I was a kid. Oh, I know classic. I did. I had Taz. <laughs> who was amazing like the the tricks that the the looney tunes did were great also mvp goes to wiley coyote oh yeah let's be honest he got us back when we needed him uh but again sequel you don't want a sequel you don't think it's gonna get one no well speaking of wiley coyote he's getting his own movie i'm not surprised i hope he's doing it's like him and usain bolt and you know who's writing it right who james gunn oh god i can't wait for that you know sean gunn's gonna be in it I think it's all animated. Sean I don't Gunn's know. Gonna be in it, it regardless. It, it might be live action CD. It's. Uh, I think it's just called. I think it's called Acme. I like it. It's a grocery store. <laughs> so what do you? What do you give this geek grader? I told last week we we're gonna bring it bring it back. What do you give this? Uh. Honestly, it's probably higher than it should be, but I gave it to because of Looney Tunes. It's four point one. Okay, I went a little higher in it, and I thought I was being generous. Uh, a four point seven. I, I went. It probably should be a three and a half. In my um, mind, this is a two point one, but I think I'm just I'm giving basketball and Looney Tunes and fashion the win in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So honestly, let's go to two of the hardest top tens we've ever done. The first top, the first one wasn't bad. The second one was pretty, pretty hard. I had a hard time with both of them, just because I love sports movies and athletes. And uh, we're gonna do top ten athletes in film, five yours, five mine, and then we're gonna talk about five athletes who would thrive in movies. And we say thrive with like a quotation marks. Thrive in yeah. the sense of have a okay movie, not Kevin Durant and Thunderstruck. No, not that I movie. For, I forgot about that. I've never yeah, seen right? it, but it's not good. So hit me with your fifth of your top five actors, athletes, okay. actors. So four of them are actually people that I think can act. Um, the fifth one that I picked, because I did uh, put them in order, is a guilty pleasure. Um, I'm curious to see if you took the one that I, I told you was confirmed on my list. No. Okay. I purposely did not put that on there. Good. Because I came um, up with 10, Justin case yeah. you stole some like so, you're known to do well i only knew the one and i did not put him on there I so know. the one that i put on uh he made two movies back in the 90s and i remember getting them uh off pay-per-view taping oh, them Shaqu- and watched them it, it's shaquille o'neal no no oh, it's uh, not kazam it, it, it's worse than that um oh no so ready for this yeah i was a huge fan of his when he played, I had his shoes, Dennis oh, Rodman. Dennis Rodman from Double Take. 
double take with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And then he got his own starring movie in Simon Says. Yeah. Oh, you man. Know, what, two trash movies. Oh, they're two. awful. But you know what? Being a 15 and 17-year-old boy, I thought they were great. I watched them did. all the time. So Simon Says, guess how much – so the $10 million budget, guess how much it made worldwide? It, it probably made like $18 million. 292000 Oh, and you were part of that. No, well, no, it was theaters. I didn't see these in theaters. Two hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars. Why the hell 10, did I say eighteen million dollars? To a ten million dollar budget, like he made more. In the, he got more rebounds in a season than he did money in that movie. Yeah, the the double team with him and John Claude Van Damme with a thirty million dollar budget and made eleven point four million dollars. So, okay, probably why he's never acted again. But I put well, him on there because like I don't, I don't know if that's why he didn't act, dude. I think there's a uh, lot of other reasons why he doesn't act anymore. But he like I love those movies, and I, I haven't seen them in 20 years. So if I saw him again, I'd be like, man, these are trash. But, All right, so I'm gonna go in my number five. Okay. Um, ironically, I feel like most of my list are like basketball or football players. You know what I mean? They seem to be the better of the actors. Like I, you don't see like. A Randy Johnson movie coming out from baseball. Yeah. Oh, like, I love. I wish Randy Johnson or I Ken Griffey Jr. Like the one of the goats. You know, we don't see him other than Macklemore music videos. Uh, this is again. We're, we started off ironically the same guilty pleasure movies, um, and this is an a- athlete who does great things for mental health and for people, and he's a great guy. He screwed the Celtics, and I dislike him, Kyrie Irving, because of Uncle Drew. Okay. I've never seen it. It's I've ridiculous. S- I've it's seen the fun- commercials, but I've never seen him. It's a fun never. little guilty pleasure for me, but of the you know, it's he starred in it, right? So it's not Kazam. No. It's not, you know, these it's not definitely not double take or, you know, Simon says. And it made forty forty six million dollars on a nineteen million dollar budget. So, so it, made- it did well. It doubled yeah. its budget. All right, so that's my number five. Your number four has got to be Shaquille O'Neal. He's not on here. Oh, um, man. Because I thought you were putting him on there. That's why I did. No, God, no. No, God, Because no. honestly, as a kid, I loved Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I remember one of my first dates ever was a school dance. And I brought this girl. Her name was Brandy. I was so nervous. She came over to the house. And I got nervous. I ran away, and I played Shaq Fu. <laughs> All right, let's let me hear who your number four is before. All right, N- number four. Uh, you know, one of our favorite shows in in recent years, and uh, we did talk about her was uh, Gina Carano. Okay, uh, I thought she was great in that show. You know, unfortunately, she's not on. You know, uh, she's not going to be on it anymore. But because you know, she's, she's got done some that wild beliefs. What? She's got some wild theories out there. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, She's crazy. From set aside, she was great in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, like, the movie Haywire wasn't great, but she wasn't bad in it. Yeah, in Deadpool. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot she was in Deadpool. Yeah, she wow. was great in that. Active geek. You forgot about Deadpool. Kill me. Kill me. Smalls remember Simon Says, but you don't freaking forget about Deadpool. <laughs> 
All right, so Gina Carano, you went combat sports. Yes. I also went combat sports. I went with Mike Tyson. For the... Uh, Number four. No, no, no. What I'm saying, he was in the... Um, He's in the Hangover. Hangover. Yeah. He was in. He has his own cartoon, Mike Tyson Mysteries. Yeah. Which did sixty-four episodes, which is amazing. He's been in a movie called Pharaoh's War. He was in Medina's family, uh, Medea's family funeral. He's been in fifty-seven things, uh, which a lot of them aren't good. No. And a lot of them are getting like twos on IMDb. He was in Ip Man three, which is fantastic. But the thing that really sets him aside for me is he was in the last OG, and he played Triple OG. And I love Mike Tyson. I think he's a fantastic actor as an athlete. Not like he's not winning an Oscar, but he's he's my number four. Who's your number three? Number three, I went uh, with a skateboarder. And oh, uh, let me let me think, let me think. Jason Lee. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, I knew you were gonna go with. Not that. a lot of people knew that. Not a lot of people, you know, they know him from My Name Is Earl, yep. and you know from the Kevin Smith movies when he's Brody and Mallrats. Uh, but he's a he's a decent actor. Um, yeah, not a lot of people consider skateboarding a sport, but no, I do. I'm one of those is. people. No, it definitely is. Of course, um, of course, it's in the Olympics. And then, like, we were just watching uh, Incredibles last night, so that kind of made me think of it because he plays Syndrome. Yeah. Um, I didn't but, put him on my list specifically because I knew you were going to put him on your list. Re- you really expect it? Wow. I did. I, I know you're. I know. Listen, you just met Kevin Smith, so you're riding high on the the Smith juice. So I was like, oh. He's going to put Jason Lee on there. So that, that's a good one. Yeah. You ready for my number three? Yes. Controversial pick. Oh, I know who it is because we talked about it. Controversial time. I, o- I picked. O.J. <laughs> o- Simpson. Yeah. Um, O.J. Simpson is my third actor. Um, a lot of people don't know that he's in acting. He was in acting. Uh, most people think that he acted his whole trial, <laughs> which allegedly he, he might have. But if you go back and watch The Naked Guns, he was, he was pretty damn good in it. Uh, he played Nordberg. He was great. He was even in a terrible movie called Frogmen. I remember seeing that. That was ridiculous. But OJ, um, which he's down in Florida, and I go to Florida a uh, few times. I hope he listens and that he knows that he's my top three. Now, <laughs> you know do, I mean? you, do you remember – uh, I've read this or heard this or some. So when um, James Cameron was making Terminator, I forget who so either the studio or him wanted O.J. Simpson to be the Terminator. Yeah. yeah. And you know what they said? He's not. He's, he's not, not perceived as enough. a killer. Yeah, yeah. He's not violent enough to be a killer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Chuck, according to the court, he's, he's not, not a killer. No. According to his book, if he did it, he would have been. Yeah. Um, Let's move away from controversial corner. Well, real quick, <laughs> speaking of OJ, remember when I picked him to when we did a our yeah. live episode? I picked him in the '90s to be uh, War Machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's perfect, perfect name for him. Yeah, it's an absolutely perfect job for him. Who's your number two? Uh, number two is a guy who played in the NFL for a. Uh, Several seasons, uh, didn't have that big of a career in the NFL, has a huge career outside of it, and that's Terry Crews. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite movie with Terry Crews is... Longest Shard. Nope, Idiocracy. Oh, yeah, where he played the president. 
Where he's like President Mountain Dew Camacho. I'm sorry. My favorite is Cheeseburger Eddie. Yo, Cheeseburger Eddie's fantastic. That's when, my spirit animal. Yeah, every time he gets someone gets knocked down, he'd be like, you got some, want some cheeseburger? And he pulls him out of his fucking crotch. And what, like, he calls him a... a, a, a McNuggets. McBitch. Yeah, call somebody Mac- a McBitch. That um, actually... That movie had a lot of... Uh, Former sport, Michael Irvin was in it. I was conflicted on putting Michael Irving in it because I think he was pretty good in. in he was the great in yard. it, but I don't like the Cowboys, so I didn't put him on. Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't put him on there. Also, <laughs> yeah. we didn't preface. Um, people are probably like, "Oh, well, The Rock's going to be number one, or Batista's yeah. going to be number two. We specifically excluded yes. wrestlers who were athletes. Yep, uh, because that's a whole nother ball game. We might do a wrestling. Who's the best actor? You know, bracket because a lot of actors have been wrestlers. Oh, Zeus, tons Andre the Giant. You know, we could we could do that for days. But Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. My number two. You ready for my number two? Yeah. Jim Brown. Yes. Was he on your list? No, no. But yeah, no, he's, he's been in some great movies. Any given Sunday, Mars Attacks. Yeah. The Running Man. You know, just the and just to name a few small soldiers he was in. He got game. Who honorable mention Ray Allen should be on this list if it was a top six. He was number six for uh, playing Jesus Shuttlesworth. But <laughs> great it's name, a fantastic name, and like what a great debut, man! Like that's all time one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite Spike Lee joint for sure because if you look at like just four people in the cast: Denzel, my girl Mila, Ray Allen, Rosario, my other girl Rosario Dawson. Can't get any better for me in that movie. <laughs> So who's your number one? I'm curious. As I bet you we have the number, same number one. So my number one is a former football player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played for the Raiders as a linebacker for one season. In and 1974. He, yep. Same guy, huh? Yep. It's Carl uh, Weathers. Carl Weathers. Weathers. Yep. Um, one, back in the 70s, he was a giant. Um. You know, as big as he was in Predator and, of course, Apollo Creed, uh, you know, he's, he's a good actor. And then, Happy Gilmore. Oh, Chops. Like, that's one – to me, that's one one of my favorite roles. If if he wasn't Grief Karga in Mandalorian, Chubbs was my favorite role. It, would, it outbeats Apollo Creed. Yeah, I was a little worried for him for a while when he started doing – Adam Sandler movies because then he went and did Little Nicky, Eight Crazy Nights. You know, I was like, oh, he's gonna be in like uh, Grown Ups Four. You know what I mean? I was starting to feel like he would. That's where his his career was gonna go. But he he really bit down and just took roles upon roles. Man, did Toy Story Four. He did obviously he's in Star Wars universe and now he's household name to more than Rocky fans. So the one guy I thought you were gonna put on there, but I wasn't sure if you considered a sport. Of bodybuilding was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't know if you considered that a sport. I I don't think it's a sport. That's why I I know a lot of people think it's a sport. Uh, But yeah, he was my number one, Carl Weathers. Um, I do have some honorable mentions. I've got Kareem Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, airplane. Yep, Michael Jordan. Space Jam. He's not top five. Maybe top ten. Michael Bisbing from the UFC. He's been in a lot of martial arts movies and shows. Bob Uecker. Of course, Bob Uecker. A lot of people forget he was an actual baseball player. Yeah. And, and then Mark Harmon 
from NCIS. That's right. He was a UCLA quarterback. You know who I was thinking of it, but I was trying to do more professional. He played for Harvard in college. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we counted just college athletes, he might be the GOAT. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of like try to stick more professional because a lot of people played. uh, And then like a new guy who has done a couple good movies and his career's in rise, John David Washington. Yeah, yeah. You know, he would play for, what, the Rams for, what, a season or two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did, which is crazy. Yeah, but, like, I didn't put him on there because he's still up and coming. Like, you know, ask me in five years, he might be one of the top actors on that list. It's quite possible. So, here we go. The hardest part of the... (laughs) The top fives. And we don't have to explain why. Just, I want to know, no context, your top five athletes who you think would do well in movies. I try to pick people with charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in a lot of these, I don't think anyone would be ever a leading man. Uh, okay. A lot of action, probably. So, first one, he's funny as hell. is Paint Manning. Yeah, he's on my list. Uh, Peyton yeah. and Eli. I did a little slash. He he acts a lot in commercials. Mm-hmm. And he, he's actually pretty funny. So I picked him. Uh, second one, I could see him in some kind of action movie. Tyson Fury. Yeah, definitely. Uh, full of character. He's a character. Um, next one, I totally see him in a Guy Ritchie movie. Is uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, he's on my list as well. Uh, does then, does does Guy Ritchie get Irish actors? Is the thing he likes Brits. Yeah, you know, he, he likes his Englishmen, and also sleeper movie Wrath of Man. Everybody see it. It was a lot a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but I thought like <laughs> as soon as, know. but like it, no, when we were doing this, like it was it was the hardest list ever. But yeah, I'm sure. like, oh. And then, like, I was looking at actors or uh, sports stars, and I saw him, and I was like, automatically just thought of something like, uh, you know, Snatch or uh, Rock and Roller, stuff like that, like a gritty movie I could see him in. I could see him, honestly, in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. As, like, part of the Irish mob. Yeah. And if he's not in the Peaky Blinders movie, that's a travesty. Yeah. Uh, four. Um, I kind of thought of like the next Howie Long, who's another guy that did a bunch of movies. Yep. Uh, Jason Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> you went local. Local discount Philly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then another one. I I really didn't know what the, I couldn't find find anymore. Uh, but I thought like I, I was thinking like a mobster movie, like a Russian mafia. With uh, Alex Ovechkin. Well, you you got his name. So I've never heard that man talk. So I don't know if he would be great. I don't picture hockey players acting at all. Dude. The only one I think who could do it is probably Austin Matthews. Because he's got Dude. a little personality and swag. I had no idea. I was trying to think and I was like, I was trying to think of like John Wick style. Because, yeah. you know, we got Bobin Mar... Marjanovic. Good yeah. job. So we got him. So I was thinking like in 
in vain of like John Wick and like assassins. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he would have been good in like Red Sparrow. Yeah. All right, so you ready for mine? Yes. Uh, number number five, Joel Embiid. Really? I just think, yeah, I think in like a comedy, just being goofy, or like a voice actor, I think he'd be fantastic in it. Um, number four, or yeah, number four, Baker Mayfield, because of those goddamn insurance commercials. The Hulu commercials too, right? He does that. He, he's great. Those. Yeah, he's and he's super funny. Um, I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers because I think he's dry enough. <laughs> on, you know, and he, you know he's getting married to an actress who, and he's dated a lot of actresses, so yes. he probably knows a little bit about acting. And did you see his press conference? Because he wasn't letting back. That was a masterclass on a one man show. Number three, four, four, four is um, Israel Adesanya, who's a UFC middleweight king right now. I know who he is. He's fantastic. He's got so much personality, and uh, you know, honestly, like so much swag. That I think that he would crush it in anything that he does. Just he's a great person. Uh, and number five, Blake Griffin. Okay. Because he is really stretching his legs with comedy lately. And I said no context, right? Broke my rule. It's like Fight Club. Um, I feel like he's going to acting school, and I think that's going to be the his trajectory is acting. Now, we say thrive. I mean perform well. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of these people, I think, are going to be a Carl Weathers or Arnold Schwarzenegger. or You know what I mean? Like Tyson Fury, maybe. I think I – what you know what's crazy about Tyson Fury? And then we're going to get out of here because I wanted this to be quick. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Fury is younger than I am. No, he's not. He's 32. Dude, I thought he was older than me. I thought he was 55. <laughs> I thought he was at least in his 40s. No, he – I'm 34. Just turned yeah. 34 in March. He is 32 years old. Dude. He was born August 12th. Birthday coming up, so happy birthday, Tyson. 32 years old. I'm 38, and he looks three, four years older than me. Yeah, he looks like, he looks. you know, he's had a rough life. Weight gain, addiction, drinking, that'll do it to you. But that's it. Let's get out of here. That's our five. I want to know your five. If you're listening, let me know. If you're my friend, text me. I want to know your five. If you like Space Jam, give me a reason. Give me a reason. I'll rewatch it, and I'll see it from your perspective. But that's it. Follow us on social media, the Active Geek Podcast. Listen to and subscribe to our family of shows. Again, Fast and the Furious family style here. Cage My IQ every single day. I'm on there every Thursday previewing fights. I'm doing UFC 265. Uh, Lewis, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast versus uh, Cyril Bon Gammon Gone, which is going to be fun. Listen to Galaxy Wars podcast. We just reviewed Loki, the full season, and we're putting that out. And then we're going to do Wrath of Man when I come back from vacation. And then next week, Chuck, we're talking Masters of the Universe Revelation. Yeah, I'm wearing my shirt. Right and now. we are going to upset some alpha bros so spoiler alert to be warned but that's it man we're gonna get out of here thank you for listening to our show let us know your top fives activegeekproductions at gmail.com for the active geek podcast i am jim i am chuck and we are out